Tattoo Traditions is a podcast dedicated to the history of tattooing and those that have made significant contributions towards it. This episode is sponsored by ButterUp, a natural, organic, vegan tattoo butter that's made in the UK. We've used it and we can't recommend it enough. This is the aftercare for you. Visit www.butterup.co and use the code TATTOOTRADITIONS, all lowercase, to receive 10% off all tattoo aftercare. If you're an artist or a shop interested in stocking this magic, send ButterUp an email for more information. The link is on their website. Follow ButterUp.co on Instagram. we sat down with the extraordinary Dawn Stevens. Dawn has been involved in tattooing since the 70s. She began helping out her Brents in Dunstable, tattooing on and off and immersing herself in tattoo culture. What she's most known for is the award-winning tattoos she got in the early 80s. She talks about her journey through tattooing and the difficulties she faced. This episode is led by Rosie Evans. We're excited to sit down today with you, Dawn, and I was just wondering if you could tell me where tattooing started for you. Uh, right, yeah, it was about 1978, and I used to hang around at the Rock and Roll Do's, and there was a very good friend of mine, happened to be a friend of Brent's, um, and they were heavily tattooed, uh, big old teddy boys they were. So anyway, cutting a long story short, one weekend they asked, and Brent was at this Rock and Roll Do, and he said, come come down the weekend or come down to the shop you know and so that was my first experience of going into a tattoo shop I mean the first tattoos that I'd seen were by um, Ben Gunn down mm. in, in Chippewa was it? Chippewa? Yeah, I can't remember where he was. Uh, sort of my boyfriend at the time he was tattooed by Ben Gunn so that was the first time but mm. then and how I, old were you around then? I was uh, 16. Okay. Uh, yeah, not should have been in the clubs, obviously, but you know, I, that's I loved rock and roll, and rockabilly. I was totally not into my era of stuff. So anyway, we all came down here one weekend, and I walked in, and I remember thinking, oh, it's just how I thought they'd be. It was red <laughs> and black, and, and I'd never sort of seen any sort of tattooed women. I'd only ever seen tattooed men, yeah. you know. And Brent's girlfriend at the time opened the door, and she was covered head to toe. A bloody great python hanging round her neck, like, come in, you know, high on whatever. And I remember thinking, oh, blimey, bit seedy in here, isn't it? I don't know. So that was my first experience of a tattoo shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty mad. Well, so we had, I, I picked the, the biggest tattoo art I could find because all there was was one sheet for the ladies. One sheet. Oh, and you, were, you were directed yeah, very yeah, much towards yeah, just this one sheet. The ladies sheet. I thought, oh, right, okay. There was a little heart, a little peach. Uh, so I picked this little cluster of old school flowers, you know, like the typical blue green. Okay. So it was just a tiny little fawn. I felt so proud of it. Um, and where so, did you get it, sorry? Well, I got it here on the top of the arm. It was oh, just, okay, just cool. on the top of the shirt. I actually did want it on my thigh, mm. but I was too shy to lift my skirt up. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, fair it, was, enough. it was crazy. So um, I've got one there. I have one there later. So that was it, sort of, again, a long story short, I ended up working here. Um, I worked here from the end of 79. 
I used to do most of the drawing. I used to draw a lot of the designs because people didn't have designs then, did they? Like you know, people no, so loud. Stuff, Everyone bought it? their own, drew their own stuff, and sold no. them. So I used to just draw a few things and uh, do the transfers, and then I got into doing the removing. You know, and how would you go about doing the removing at that point? Well, Brent would explain it to you the way that, that it, it was like it was uh, it was an acid, a tank acid that was okay. mixed up. You know, use. I mean, Lau put something on his website not not so long ago, looking at all these. Uh, I mean, but I had one. Mm. I mean, Brent done that for me. It was a little bit of writing, and I had it removed when I got my new job because that's how bad it was in those days. Oh, okay, they would not accept you having a tattoo no. because of the placement on your hand. It was on my hand. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I used to do most of that. Did the, I mean, like, so when Brent pops down, he would explain the, the tattoo removal bit. Brent, how did you used to do the tattoo removal? I mean, Lau did put something up the other day. It was a tannic acid, wasn't it? We used to rub it on the skin. Tannic acid and silver nitrate. Mm. Right. Sounds fun. And yeah, how did that feel? I remember being awake the whole night with pain. Yeah. Just that one night. Really? It didn't actually hurt having it, it done. Burn. It was just prolonged afterwards. Yeah. And as you can see, I don't think the scar's that bad, really, no, considering... not to say you burnt yourself off with acid. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I don't think that's that bad, is but it? But I liked them on the hands at the time, but... Um, and like, what was it? Oh, it was a it was, it was a, No, it was a bit of Chinese writing that okay. supposedly said artist. Okay. You, know, you wouldn't know these Did days. you find out afterwards it didn't actually say no, artist? No, no, I never <laughs> found out, no. But, um... That's how vulnerable it felt in them days. And the reason I had one on my hand, because I used to, the very first one I saw was on George Bones, Mrs. Pat, at a party. Oh, was it? And oh, I, okay. I can't remember what it was, but I thought, God, oh, like that tiny I want one. Mm. You know, so that was why I ended up sort of doing that, you know, because I really liked that look. So yeah, I ended up working here. Um, I then said to Brent one day, I said, why can't you tattoo me some flowers that, that haven't got a black line? You know, okay. why is tattoos done this way? Yeah. And like, what did you say? Well, it's the way they're done. It's the tattoo's done like this. <coughs> So what he thought is... Let me just say this, right? Dawn was on about it. She showed me something. It was a picture of, of a cowgirl on the fence, what Ed Hardy done. Right. <clears throat> and it was in... Well, I've told you this before, but it was in this TV, TV magazine. I don't why it was yeah. in there, but it was. Really? And I looked at it and I showed it to Dawn. I went, Dawn, look at that. Yeah, and she looked at it and she said... That's how I draw. Well, I went... Not as good as I was that's how I draw, because it had a thin line, right. and okay. it was a tattoo. Because I realised I couldn't fucking draw. But it was a flesh-coloured, realistic sort of tattoo, you know, okay. the cowgirl. So that was it. Um, he, he did, he, uh, the way I've done will. it, I've done it under strict, strict instruction from Dawn how to do exactly the way that she'd done it. <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was doing with it, because mm. it was different to what I'd ever done. But it turned out pretty good in the end. And, a lot of people took notice of it, and I think it changed tattooing quite a lot for women. Because I used to get a lot after that, we used to get a lot of girls, didn't we? So is this the one that is the one you're kind of known for, the, the yeah. ones on your shoulder? Yeah. And so did you draw them then? Yeah, right, yeah, I did, okay. yeah, I did. So oh, you kind of provided the... All I, all I wanted, I mean, I like it now, I like cascading tattoos, I like a tattoo, I mean, I like all tattoos, I like all looks. But I do like, as a couple of people are like, that I follow in America, uh, uh, Italy, and it's just like one big piece that goes all over the whole, like your jack, the mm -hmm. big dragon up your bum. And yeah. I just love that one piece, yeah. Mm. Um, I think that's why Japanese is my favourite, really. Okay. Um, 
What was the leap from having a, a small tattoo on your upper arm to saying, I want this large tattoo, especially in a time when that wasn't People really something that was done it, yeah. by, by, you know? I think because obviously working in a tattoo studio, it okay. sort of gave you licence to do, you know, like go that far. Okay. Um, and I believe I saw... I saw a movie actually called The Tattooed Man. Do you remember it with Rod Steiger? Was it Rod Steiger or Roy Schneider? And he tattooed uh, these, I mean, they weren't real tattoos. Yeah. But again, it was this one piece from start to the end. The idea was to have this to go all the way round and end at my foot, but I thought, no, fuck that, it's too painful. The so Illustrated that, Man, that's The what Illustrated Man, that was it. But that was, like I say, it was that big stuff, that, and so I wanted this one piece. I mean, everyone that, I knew, that I'd met then were, 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 were covered. Um, but I just wanted one big piece that supposedly went all the way, which like I said I didn't because it was too painful, and I wanted it as pastel as could be. That was okay. all. I mean, obviously my views are very different now. But I wanted it as really pastel and as iridescent as, as I could get it. So that's what Brent did, against his will. I mean, to make it pastel, we had to cut everything but white. We, we, didn't, cut every we didn't have different tones of light, you know, like a light pink and a dark pink. It was pink. So are you mixing you know, it every you, time you're working on it? You either darken up a bit of red or we put white in it, so oh, that's the way you'd have to go. Yeah, look at the colours now. You know, all them magenta. But now you can buy colours already mixed. Already, and they're all... So we, um, so we mixed them up as much as, as we could to get them as pastel. Uh, we used to have fun. I mean, when you think about... I mean, we walked down the, we walked down the King's Road one day, and it was um, Brent Vince that used to tattoo in Owlsbury that's no longer with us, he's passed. And he was pretty, pretty cool, you know, he's like some like Bon Jovi, mm. even in them days with his leather and his cowboy boots. And we walked down the King's Road, I'll never forget this day, and almost everybody came out of their shops to look at us. Mm. Um, and obviously there was loads of lovely things, I mean the punk era was great, everyone loved looking mm. at the punk. But we, it was because of the tattoo, you know, I had a backless dress I was going to say, were you, and we did were you used to down down that yeah, attention? Yeah, you would did. wear things loved so that it. I wore, okay, cool. Yeah, I did, because I felt, you know, brave in them days. <laughs> So yeah, everyone came out of the shops and stared at us. That was a bit sort of, I found it a bit daunting. I remember being in the IDLOM exhibition one day and I think I had a, a, a backless top on and I remember these people going, oh my God, look what that woman's done to her. So <laughs> it actually made me feel really, I was, I was young, yeah. you know, so I, I couldn't cope with that, if I'm honest. I so, was going to ask you, was there a tipping point where you felt, um, I don't know the best words, to use, I guess, regret almost, where, where you were worried that yeah. the the attention you were gathering yeah. kind of outweighed how much you enjoyed having the tattoo, I or think did you always there could well have been a bit of that. Okay. I remember I was, what, I was asked to be maid of honour at my friend's uh, wedding mm. in 1985, she was marrying a copper, and I, I just felt, <laughs> I just, and they were backless dresses, and I just felt that I couldn't, ain't that sad? Mm. Did you turn it down? Yeah, I turned it down. Aww. I felt that I couldn't because I felt I'd be so on a spotlight, and people did, they either, and then if they didn't like it, mm. they made you feel awful. Mm. So that was what I lived with, with my tattoo, um, and yet it was very beautiful, and it was very delicate. I would, like I say, in the King's Road, right, there was a shop called Liberated Lady, they put my picture up in the shop because I bought clothes from them, mm -hmm. and they just wanted to see this tattoo, so that went up, Dawn. you know, this backless. Tell them about Shotzi Gorman. Oh yeah, he was wonderful, Shotzi Gorman, you've heard of Shotzi yeah, Gorman. Yeah, I about him, yeah, yeah. So he no one had done that. Oh, 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 no, no, no. He bought us a bottle of champagne and come and sit with us on the table with the wine. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was doing ears, and when I saw all the pictures of all the ears, funny you bring in that brand, I wouldn't have remembered. I thought, God, look at them, I want one. Mm. So I learned it was £25. I thought, God, that's a lot. That's a lot. We put this earlobe on, and was at the convention, and I'll, I'll never forget how it felt. It was unbelievable. But I mean, obviously, it's very popular now, you know, all the piercings mm. and that. But I never actually put them in anymore after that day because mm. there was four and the oh, machine, okay. the needle was like pricking in their moles and oh, the pain was unbelievable. And I never thought it, it looked as lovely as some of the others. Others had dewdrops on them and <laughs> shadows underneath. That's tiny, you know, yeah. that tiny. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was the first time I'd have Don Perry on actually. Yeah, he invited <laughs> us to his table at the convention. That was with Sally, Sally on the book here. So, um, yeah, then obviously, um, being young, you know, being young, I eventually felt a draw into to sort of do different stuff in the world, you know, and I wanted to work, I didn't know, you know, I wanted to work with young people, young offenders, and so that's what I did. I, then like Brent said, when I, when I went off, he went, well, you've got to go and live with the real world now. And that was really significant because that did stand out to me, that I had to keep my tattoo covered at work. Um, so this is the point at which you stopped working here in the tattoo yes, shop. Yeah, and then I was in I was in London then. I right. In, okay. And again, I mean, I mean, there was George Bowman in Ely, and I used to. I mean, a couple of times I saw George and Pat walking down the street, which mm. made me feel great. You know, mm. there I was on the way to work, mm. and oh, George, I had two vampires walking. Towards <laughs> me. I used to spot them a mile off. Um, so yeah. But it came in handy. That was a funny little story at work. I remember popping in to see Brent at the time, a couple of years later. Uh, with some friends, um, and I was working with these young offenders in, in, in Harrow, and a guy came to the door, he was a lot older than our, 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 our kids, and he was heavily tattooed, and this was 1988, okay. and I remember he had the teardrops on the face and mm. all the tattoos, and he wanted to see one of the young girls upstairs, and I said, no, I'm, my colleague was at the door, and he said, and I could hear, because I was in the office, he said, no, I'm sorry, sorry, mate, you can't, you can't come in, you, you, you're very drunk and uh, you, you need to come back another day. And he went, oh, you're not letting me in because I'm fucking tattooed. And I went, no, 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 it's nothing about your tattoos, mate. You're drunk, you're very drunk and, and it's getting late, you need to come mm. back another day. And he got a load of abuse. You effing social workers, this, you carers, this, oh, and I thought, here we go. He said, you're not letting me in because I've got tattoos. Mm. And that was when my ears pricked up. And I'll always remember I had a blue suit on at the time, a turquoise blue <laughs> suit. Like I said, look, you didn't sort of show that you could, like, you couldn't see the tattoo, but you could see it if I took the jacket off. And I said, excuse me, sir. I said, isn't my correct in hearing that you feel that my colleague is not letting you in upstairs because you're tattooed? And he went, yeah. And I, I and I went, well, check that out then. My colleague just looked at me and went, my God. The kid looked at me as if to say, you're you're dead. That's it, you're dead, I'll be back later with a gun, you two arseholes, you're dead, social workers, fuck you all. So then obviously everyone knew that I was tattooed. Oh, so, I so couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist it. I had a vest on yeah. and I just threw it over and said, well check that out then mate. As cocky as ever. So obviously and then everyone knew that I was tattooed then at work. It actually went in my favour. The kids thought I was really cool. Mm. Well, we'll talk to oh, her. Okay. We'll talk to that one. We'll have a bit of counselling with that one. Mm -hmm. And um, what about your colleagues? Did they treat you differently? No, that? no, they didn't complain. Oh, because they'd, really, they'd got to know me, hadn't they? They see that the mm. way I worked. They were a little bit, oh, wow, I've not seen one like that before. That's soft, isn't it? Then a member of staff came in that day and brought a postcard and said, look what I've just seen in the shop, because there were five postcards at the time. From, from from the Stephen Richard book, mm. and this one was with me sitting in like a jacuzzi, 
And she came in, she goes, this is you, isn't it? You know, so there, and I thought, oh, right, okay. So that was it. It I didn't then take long for them to figure out who you were Got then. to tell them all the story, and, and they were all, like, pretty miffed, you know, and they sort of changed their views a little bit on tattooed women. Um, but, yeah, it was still very difficult for me. It was still, people did look at you. And especially the friends I had, like, the wedding I was meant to have been going to. Mm. And they, they, they said all of them, all them, they were all police, they were all young, what a freak you are, what a freak and what weird you are. And that's the way they used to view me. Yeah. So I didn't really want to show it off at the wedding, you know. So in a way, it's a, it was sad. I had a beautiful piece of work. I, I, I felt that I wore it well. And I was made to feel crap, really. And did that change at any point? How do, you, like, how do you feel about it now? Was there a point where the tide changed on that and you started to see maybe with the recurrence of more people getting tattooed, especially yeah, women, yeah. that it was maybe more acceptable? I think it was only probably there for a few years, maybe until the 90s, maybe middle of the 90s. Mm. About middle of the 90s, I was able to think, oh, so well, yeah. see it if you want. But I still used to hate my little flowers that were in the middle, because they didn't cover it. As it Brent, Brent wouldn't cover them in them days. So you worked around it instead? We worked around it. Okay. I think Roy Proud, loving crew, he went, ah, oh, let's put some black lace over it. I'll tattoo some black lace. I thought, oh, I don't know about that, Roy. So it was left. So I always hated showing off that little bit amongst the rest. Well, obviously it's not there now. I've got the pumpkin, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it did change sort of later. It didn't sort of matter matter to me so much. But I did feel like in a minority. I felt really well, you were. in a minority. I did, and I think that's why it, why it, you know, I did never regretted it though. I'll be honest with you. I didn't regret okay. having it, but I regretted not being able to show it off okay. in the summer when I was off. Um, and like a few of my customers, they'll say to me, you're not very tattooed for a tattooist, are you? And I say, no, I'm not actually. I said, but when I was tattooed, I wasn't, you know, I walked down the street and people used to, now no one looks at anyone. No disrespect, but no one, it's not a shop value anymore. No one looks, I just look and go, of course not, isn't it? Or, or do I? But no one, I mean, a girl ran across me the other, the other last time I was in London, she ran across the road. And I remember her dress blew up, I thought, oh, wicked, and both her thighs were completely tanned, Jack, yeah, brilliant. You know, but you would never have seen that in, 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 in my time. People would have gone, oh, did you see her legs? Did you see her legs? And they would have had a bloody coronary, you know, in the, in the street. So, yeah, it, they were. Like, so going back to when I first came in here, thinking, oh, the seedy old tattoo shops, did we really think much of them in them days? I remember them at the seaside. I used to love looking at the tattoo shop in the seaside and Gypsy Rosalie with her crystal ball. They were the things that I used to like about at the seaside. But never thought, oh, I'll grow up and have a tattoo done and oh, I'll grow up and I'll go in there. And but I'll that changed with any women with music. them, only new men. It was through the sort of the like rockabilly scene and stuff that that changed. Yeah. And that was your first introduction to it, was seeing yeah. it on. But, it, yeah. but did you just see it on the men that were at those only events? Only the men, yeah, I'd only seen okay. the men apart from then when I met George. And Pat, and Pat, and then I saw sort of Pat. Pat's a you know very attractive woman, really smartly well presented. And I thought, oh, I like her toe. I want one. I want one. It's acceptable, isn't it? Okay. I can do it now. But Brent did. When I left, he did say that, and it did did sort of worry me. It did, you know, that you I'd have to go off to and be on with, my own yeah. in this world, and and that, and it was difficult. It's gone now, though. And at what point did you feel, at what point did you uh, switch from being a client and working in a tattoo shop and doing the drawing to actually tattooing yourself? I didn't tattoo properly. Um, I, I found it difficult. I mean, I found it difficult tattooing because I found the machines really heavy at the time. 
contemplated a little bit of the old cosmetic work because that's been done since you know since George Burchett times in the tattoo world. Okay. And, and I've, I've got colleagues in Harley Street that do that. Um, Did you do any of that? No, I attempted to, but okay. I found it a bit. Uh, it was a bit. I mean, look at the inks then. I mean, the inks are very different now for cosmetic work. But I would have liked to have got into that more. God knows where I'd be now if mm -hmm. I had it done. Um, because it's, it's a really big thing now, you know, mm. and the people I know spend a hell of a lot of money having that done. Yeah, I've had my eyebrows done, yeah, I have my blading done. Loads of people do yeah. it now. So um, I did attempt to have a little go at that, but I found the removing no pressure. You know, there's <laughs> no pressure with, with, with the removal. Couldn't tattoo an old school tattoo if you paid me, so I, I felt I couldn't do it so well. Okay. I wanted to be soft and iridescent mm. and I couldn't So that was a style you leaned towards the more Definitely at the time, definitely. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. And I, I couldn't I couldn't achieve that, you know, and sort of nobody asked asked you know, there was no like jap stuff going on, you know, it was a lot of eagles here and a lot of mums and dads. Oh, I do remember one little story, which is why it then put me off. Um, I'd started to obviously work here for it sort of did this tattoo and the first tattoo that I'd think I'd done was a typical the hearts, the scrolls, and the mum and the mm. dad. So I was really looking forward to doing that. Anyway, I put it on his arm, and when he'd finished, I came up and I said to Brent, "Ah, oh, Brent, look, I've done it." And he looked at me and he looked at the bloke. He said, "Sit down, mate." What <laughs> What had happened? Which you put the arm there for the tattoo. I think it was like that. And it was like that. You'll get that. You've got to keep oh, that. So I put the transfer on, got and tattooed away. So when he stood up. It, it was more around one oh, side. Right, okay. So Brent, I, I realised I just made a beeline for upstairs. Brent and what said, did Brent sit down, mate. That? He just added <laughs> okay. a few more flowers. Yeah, I put another swallow in. So he, he, he said, and no charge, obviously. Yeah. And, and never said a word. He just said, sit down, mate, and just put that there and that there. Made it even in the middle. But that, was that your first ever That one? put me off. Oh, okay. I, that really put me off. Then I thought, oh my God. You know, I had the arm straight. Why weren't the tattoos straight? I didn't know George Dunger. Yeah, I don't think he I did. I thought she got done in America. She was American. Susan James. Yeah, that was a nice compliment. <laughs> Susan James. She was all right, Susan James. Was heavily tattooed, and mm. it's mostly Cliff Raven and Ed Hardy that tattooed her. Mm. Okay. So when I was standing at this... She, she was done yeah. before dawn. Oh, yeah, she? she was complete. I met her, I was leading up to telling the story. We was at some convention, Rygate, no, the BTT, what were they called? The British Tattoo Artists Federation, yeah, yeah. BTA, yeah. it was there. And it was only small, you know, as it was in them days. But Susan James was there, and I, and I remember thinking, wow, look at her tattoos, you know, all over but her face, you know, and all, you could see every single bit of it, it all stood out, it wasn't yeah. all clumped together, it was just this amazing work. And she was standing next to me, and I, and I sort of looked at her, and I said, love your work, love, lovely work, and she said, to, and I'll never forget this, and she looked at me and she said, but it's not yours, is it? And I'll never forget mm -hmm. that. That was the most amazing... This woman is tattooed by Adardi and Cliff Raven. Her work was phenomenal. Yeah. So all mine were a few flowers across one shoulder, a bit soft. But maybe she liked the way I wore it, she, she liked the way I presented it, and she liked the way it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, I thought that was a brilliant compliment. So you would go to conventions and you would sort of exhibit, I guess, yourself in a, in a um, way and... I only went to the early ones, because okay. obviously, I mean, the last one I went to was at Hammersmith Palais. You won best, you won best thing at Buxton. Was it Buxton? No, it wasn't Buxton. I can't remember. Was it the B British Tattoo Arts It was, in, it it was in 1982. Here it is. And as you can see, 
it was a book to do with groups of people. Obviously, oh, this yeah. was the tattoos. Yeah. I think they went with swimmers, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And who were you approached by to do this? I don't know. Who was it? It was Lionel told what? us about it when we had that big photo done. That's the yeah. Times. This is the Times. That's so cool, this isn't is, it? Yeah. yeah, mainstream. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, you can't see much of my tattoo, can you? Which was a little bit naughty. They were more interested in the way I looked. I was so aware of it that day, they just had to get the fight. I was like, why do they keep photographing us? You know, we've got it, it's there. And as you can see, it's hardly any of my tattoo showing there. And you can't even see Matey's face in that one. He's actually behind the curtain. He's behind the curtain. They put his head behind the curtain. But that was fun that day. Yeah, very yeah, good. enjoyed that and getting the big picture. And I'll tell you who ended up having Yeah, that bloke with the dragon, Dennis done that, didn't he? Yeah, he mm. won Best Male the year I won Best Female. Okay. And I had I got a telling off on Instagram for posting that picture of him. Why? Because you could see a bit of his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> very difficult talking about yourself and I think you know you've got to try and be humble and let other people talk for you haven't you but when I came back here to work 15 years ago uh, it was down the end of the town that I bumped into someone in, in, in the shop you know you're talking shops it was like a little sort of uh, back street shop that sold like eggs and fresh farm food and stuff mm -hmm. and somehow it came up Brent's tattoo studio came up in there and I can't remember how so I sort of said oh I, I work there and um, she said, she goes, oh, do you remember that lady years ago? Her name was Debbie. And Brent used to have a girlfriend called Debbie. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, I remember Debbie. Yeah, yeah, I remember Debbie. He went, she'd walk down the road. But Debbie had long red hair. Red okay. hair. Um, and she goes, I always remember that girl, Debbie, that worked at Brent's. And this was like 15 years ago, 30 years after I was there. She goes, and she'd walk down the road with her long black hair flowing with that beautiful pastel tattoo on the back and this traffic would come to a standstill and she didn't even know she, and I looked at her and I thought I think you'll find her name was Dawn and that was me looking <laughs> like a wreck you know she went, oh, oh oh you still look well you still look but that that, I thought, that's how that made me feel memory. wonderful yeah. yeah it made me feel great yeah. stopping traffic yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I, I wasn't aware of it but um, yeah, it really stood out to me when we were in London when they all used to come out of the shops and stare at us. And I did find it overwhelming. And if I was on my own, I wouldn't have been able to cope with it. So yeah, it's lovely today to see people wearing their art with pride. It's Ed Hardy there, look. It was Ed Hardy that had kind of inspired you to do the Definitely, definitely, yeah. Line. Ed Hardy yeah. was, the it was the best inspiration anyone could have. Ed I Hardy, he gives everyone time. He's lovely to everyone. You cannot fault him as an ambassador for tattooing. Ed Hardy was, he's still my number one tattooist. There's people out there that do it better than Ed, but he's amazing. Yes, he's mm. a pioneer. He's more than a tattooist than he is. Yeah. You see, I see the documentaries like a museum, isn't he? Yeah, he's like yeah, historians. Mm. But where were you seeing it at that point? Were you seeing it in magazines? Were you seeing it in magazines? Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, we were seeing it in magazines. Obviously, the conventions were only small then mm -hmm. as well. And everyone I saw was covered. Yeah. And it was like mostly men for me. But yeah, I realised then that these people were out there. You used to get these there. conventions. You remember you used to get these funny old guys all tattooed about eighty year old no teeth, all running around with no shirts on. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you become a bit of a circus in the end. Okay. Do you remember who was that man in the, at the tattoo conventions? He's just come to me. Yeah, he had loads. He had everything. Oh my lord! I think no, he took the first picture oh, of me so. at this bloody convention with this one tiny little flower. And I oh yeah. Lyle will tell you his other name. Lyle will know who he is. He was mate of Lyle's. Yeah, he, he had lots and lots. Mm. And did he have tattoos or was he just collecting? Yeah, I believe he was tattooed. <laughs> yeah, and he. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of so many years, but he had lots of pictures of almost everything and everyone. He collected all the history of tattooing, didn't he? Once Jackie was the one that was walking around. She must be there. Remember Dennis Cockle's Jackie? Do you remember her? I didn't like her. Do you remember her? No. Well, I've probably seen pictures of her. Yeah. There weren't many women at that point. I would have seen pictures of her. There was three of us at the tattoo convention. I'll always remember that. There was only about three of us. There was me that walked in with my little tiny flower and when we'd gone to this convention and Jackie, that girl Jackie was walking around with like a black negligee. She looks like something out of a porn film. I'll always remember it, but it's not like that now. Our people are all dressed, isn't Sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it'd be nicely done. Yeah. Hers was a nightdress. Yeah, okay. It was a, one of them black negligee nightdresses that my mum wore. I remember it well. <laughs> Why she got that on? So obviously there wasn't stuff around, and now you dress it up, don't they? Yeah, They've got okay. the leather and that. Yeah. But she was brave. I remember Jackie, I got on a right with Jackie, but her work didn't look finished. Mm. And well, I remember her. Dennis Cockle's girl. Dennis Cockles yeah. 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 Dennis Cockle brought her to the convention. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 Wow, look at that lady, like a fair woman. Were the Bristol Tattoo Rusty Club women skills. anything oh, that was skills. influencing you? Were they, did, have you seen pictures of them or have you, have you met any other members? But since? Well, just generally at that time? No, no, I don't think we did. Never met anyone. Rusty was anyone that I'd met. When Shotzi, that was the same convention as Shotzi Gorman. You had Shotzi Gorman there, mm. Rusty Skews. Yeah. I don't know I don't really have that. I'd like to talk I wonder where you were then. There she was, this was Jackie at the time, okay. and that's 19, early 80s, mm. so no one had seen anything else, but it seemed to be all lined. It doesn't look finished. No, it, it, that's what I felt at the time. I remember her work didn't look finished, and it was all blue, mm. and it was all lines, like, I don't know what it, and this funny nightdress. The dentist had done it all. Yeah. Whereas the following, and that same year, Jackie turned, um, Sally was there, mm. and she had a lovely black velvet dress on and black gloves, and I, I had a black dress on, I can't remember, but Jackie had like a night dress on, but then it got better and better, you could see as the next year she got, but she was the only person I knew that was covered, and that okay. was one of the first conventions I went to, and then obviously I saw Susan James, yeah. Tatted by Ardy, and, um, and there weren't many, weren't many women there. Yeah. Well, there were women getting tattooed, but they were getting tattooed by their husbands. So all these women had come to the convention with all this old stuff what was meant for blokes. Okay. So then they ever come up with a female tattoo until we done that. Right. I think I know what you mean, yeah. So, yeah, so you felt that it being fine line and using more pastel colours, you know, things that you'd cut with white? Well, I just wanted to make it different than everybody else, really. Okay. 
And the work is so stunning now, isn't it? See, to me, I, I love what you have, and I think it looks right. great. And that's the hope for me is that over time, my tattoos end up looking like that. Right, yeah. Because I, I know there's, there's, there seems to be an emphasis for people that have been tattooed for 30, 40 plus years that they want to freshen or rework their tattoos. But the beauty for me is seeing no, how they age. Yeah. And I'm that, pleased you've said that. You're the only person I've ever met that way. That's how I said, I will never get it reworked, or this one, because I just wanted people to see what it looked like 40 years after. And if a tattooist can put it in that well, yeah. then it looks that well after 40 years. That's why I'm doing that.